Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast. And joining me are my very good Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and you can check me out on Cameo doing all of your favorite <laughs> Separatist leader impersonations. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm Justin, and for some reason, I really miss Click Clack. I don't know why. I just, I really like that little guy. Aww. Uh, this is Kyle, and I've outrun Imperial Starships. Not those local bolt cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the <laughs> big Karelian ships. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, hit him with it nice. hard. I love it. Good, good. All right, guys. 24 weeks until Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. This is like, I'm getting goosebumps. I literally just got goosebumps. Just said so that out close, loud. So far away. I'm yeah. so stoked. I'm so, I got Celebration on the mind. I'm really excited. I think every week we're just going to count down until Celebration. So join us together on the Star Wars Friends Show and let's ring in the new year of Star Wars Celebration. So 24 weeks, man. That's, that's five months. It's gonna oh be my God. so much cool stuff between now and yeah. then, like right. coming out and that that we can celebrate when we're there, and then right. new things announced while we're there to keep it going into next year. So I'm excited. Right. So it, the other thing is, start saving your pennies. If you save a penny a day oh, until yeah. celebration, you won't be able to buy a Coke. But you can have some, you know, <laughs> you know, start putting together your budget if you're coming out to celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plan accordingly. You can always hit us up at SW Friend Show. We can we can help you put a budget together. What you know, what price of collectibles cost? What's out there? Um, you know, Tips I'm definitely tricks. yeah, definitely excited to yeah. help out anybody that's a first timer, a long timer um, that needs a plan. I've been out to Anaheim a few times, Disneyland. So if that's part of your trip too, I'm more than happy to help you out with that. Um, but one thing that's really exciting guys is that we put a poll up on sw friend show on twitter asking if people wanted us to throw a podcast party kind of just like a meet and greet live podcast from celebration and sure enough the people have spoken and they want us to throw a live podcast party at celebration so now i have to scramble and try to find a venue we can book um i'm kind of thinking poolside 
I'm thinking it's California. It's going to be nighttime. It's going to be chill. People can go to the poolside cabana bar, get a cocktail if they want, get a virgin pina colada for me, and uh, you know we can kick it poolside. And I think that would be a blast. I don't know. Have you guys thought about any type of like party you'd want to throw at celebration for our friends? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we got to make sure that we don't, or that we hit the gym between now and then, you, you know, to be bikini <laughs> season. And we don't want to be, uh, you know, the Star Wars Huts podcast. So, <laughs> well, you know, I've just got, are. I've got such a busy social calendar, you know, I'll have to see if I can fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows, man? It's a lot could change between now and celebration. Oh, yeah. But one thing's for sure um, we're going to have a blast out there. And I can't wait to meet all the, all of our Star Wars friends we've been connecting with. This is so cool. We're going to bring a ton of swag. That's the other thing with this with this countdown until celebration. Uh, it'll just be a constant reminder that we're going to be passing out swag throughout the entire convention. Um, we got some things we're talking about. So when they're ready, we'll, we'll pull it out. So I hope, uh, moving on from that, I hope everyone has washed their hands. I hope all of your <laughs> keyboards and your microphones are thoroughly cleansed. Uh, I hope all of our listeners are doing the same thing. Go ahead and... You know, sing your favorite uh, Star Wars Ewok chant while you wash your hands for 20 seconds. Um, whatever it takes yep, to make no. sure that you're keeping clean. Um, we don't want any of our Star Wars friends getting sick at all. Mm-hmm. I was at a wrestling show last night, and uh, there was a, a really long line like into the urinals and stalls, and then an equally long line um, to the sinks. And I'm washing my hands, and this guy behind me says, man, you guys are washing your hands like you're going into surgery. And I looked at him, and I said, coronavirus. And he goes, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Okay. You know, it's a, it's also just common. It's it's a common health, uh, you yes. know, practice. Just please yes. wash your hands. Uh, and, and speaking yeah, of I celebration, was gonna say, I'm going to take a hard stance here, and let's just always wash our right, hands. Right, right. Like in the seconds, bathroom before you eat. Twenty seconds. It's yeah, always yeah. a decent idea. Yeah. yeah, and and you know what? As we get closer to celebration, we'll bust out some health tips to to prepare for con crud. To Ooh. you know, to talk about the right the right sanitation. Uh, you know, th- practices, hygiene practices. Got to stay hydrated, guys. Got yeah. to bring a water bottle. We'll, yeah, we'll dive into that later on. Um, another thing we're faced with in America in in America though is daylight savings time. So right now, my body feels like it's an hour earlier, um, which is crazy. Um, so we lost an hour in the day, but it's an exciting day because it's international women's day and if you followed along with our social media i i made two international women's day posts uh, over the past <laughs> week uh because i got I'm so some, excited about it one okay. wasn't enough yeah, yeah. it was well, you're right you know so uh, we celebrate the women of the wars uh behind the scenes and all of our favorite characters um i got a lot of um i got a lot of joy researching um female Star Wars character artwork this morning when I posted it on our Instagram at SW Friends Show. And I found some of the most interesting Star Wars art that I could featuring Jyn Erso, Rose Tico, Ahsoka, Asajj, you know, Rey, Leia, the whole deal. And uh, it really got me thinking, man, we need more Jyn Erso. Maybe not necessarily. I, I don't know what they can do if they can show a teenage Jyn Erso. I mean, we're already getting the Cassian Andor. I don't Maybe I'm just asking too much. I just really she like Jyn Erso. She trained with Saw Gerrera for a while. There's, That's you know, true. There's something yeah. going on there. That's true. Yeah. I've not seen Felicity Jones since Rogue One. Have you? Anybody? No. She was in that one... Um, where they're in a hot air balloon. It's kind of a period piece. I don't know. Oh. The, 
I, I, saw I, don't, that, yeah. I don't really know the premise. It's of not, it, but it's I do not up, right? Disney's preview. up. No, no. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> up actually predates Rogue One. No, it, yeah, it does. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, she was in something that it might be on Amazon Prime now. But okay. yeah, she was in something. But she's great. Only that one other movie is I, yeah. that I know of. She's yeah, great. Yeah, I thought she was yeah. great. Uh, Justin had a he free show was like, "Yo, man, do you know when the Rise of Skywalker is coming out?" So Justin, go ahead and give out those details, man. Yeah, so 317, March 17th, comes out on digital. And then uh, March 31st, you can get it on Blu-ray. So this month. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Uh, I know I'm going to get mine on digital. I'm going iTunes. And I I still am on the fence about the Skywalker uh, Saga box set that we've talked about previously. What are are each one of you doing? Are you doing both? Are you doing one or the other? Like, what's your plan to get Rise of Skywalker? Just physical. Okay. Just, just Blu-ray, yeah. So you don't even yeah, want to watch same. it on the seventeenth. Like you're not going to Jones hard. You're not going to get that. Like what do they call it? FOMO? You're not going to get FOMO <laughs> on the seventeenth. No? <laughs> no. No. Do you guys? I'm, I'm good uh, waiting. Kyle, what okay. about you? Are you are you going digital on the seventeenth? Mm, no. Uh, wow. I'll probably. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think it, they'll put it on Disney Plus eventually, which yeah, um, sure, it's not like sure. I'm going to get rid of that, and then it'll be there with the rest of them. And I, I have um, a nice Blu-ray box set of the original trilogy with the prequels. So when they release the whole saga in its box set or whatever, I'll consider getting that. I might get that. I'll probably get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's hard too because when you when you know the digital release cost is what 14.99 19.99 right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can go buy the blu-ray that includes the digital release for 22 that's bucks that's true right I, i'd rather pick it up where i've got the the dvd the blu-ray copy and the digital release i'm going to get the digital release anyway but i can lend the dvd to my parents or fair point somebody else or watch it on xbox or wherever i'm at i've got another disc that i can i can do you can call me old-fashioned it's no okay. that's great no no that's great does anyone know, are they doing any, doing any of those stupid things where like Target has these bonus features yes. and Best Buy has yes. these? Oh, I hate that. Well, so, yeah. okay, let me, let me backpedal a little bit. I, I had a, I was at Wizard World Cleveland yesterday and, and this actually came up apparently in, in a, if a, there's a listener out there that can correct me if I'm wrong, there's not any bonus features in the Rise of Skywalker initial release. So what? Right, right. Really? So we're, we might not get any of those extended scenes or the cut scenes in the initial release. So that could just be that could have just been some crazy, huh. um, you know, misleading uh, press release or something like that. But uh, I guess we'll wait a week and if iTunes will put out more details or whatever, because this will be the first I told the I told a couple guys I was talking to. I said, hey, this will be the first release that they don't have any bonus footage on that i can remember on a digital that's just crazy hmm. it's a conspiracy they're trying to cover up the railoness of the <laughs> of the extra <laughs> scenes that didn't get in the movie where they changed things and uh, read it <laughs> yeah uh that would be that would be an odd choice because that's if you're a hardcore fan, if you're a person who's going to go buy it the day it comes out, that's probably something you're into. That's something right. I'm into. Oh, I, right. that's as far I, as the DVD releases go. 
that's how it came up in conversation. As I said, I'm looking forward to seeing the Oracle scene. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the the footage that we know exists that never made it to the theater, you know, and, and it's because it, there's a scene with Lando and Jana where they have extended dialogue. Um, there are a few scenes that we know that were filmed and edited and were chopped in the last minute. So it'd be nice to see if those ever, ever get put in. Um, who knows? We'll see. I guess as we get closer to the release, they might they might come out with those details. Um, all right. So where I had that conversation was at Wizard World Cleveland. It's uh, Wizard World, the convention that goes all over the states and has actually shrunk over the years. It used to be a much larger convention, a much more prestigious uh, Comic Con, and it's a it's not just a Star Wars convention. It's it's all around. It's Marvel, DC. It's any of your fandoms. Um, but it was uh, it was interesting. I used to work Wizard Worlds uh, for a company. I'm, I'm just not going to mention them because I'm not getting paid by them right now. Um, but I've definitely um, worked a bunch of Wizard Worlds, and this is the this year was the smallest Wizard World I've ever seen, um, going back six seven years. And it wasn't just because of the coronavirus. There just wasn't many vendors, so there was. I have nothing to report back in regards to Star Wars merch. I have nothing to report back on Star Wars books, comics, novels, anything. It was actually, um, it was pretty deflating if you're a Star Wars fan. Now, I will say, lots of cosplay. Found some really cool, there were a couple uh, Ray cosplays, BB-8s, a lot of, the Mando Mercs were out there, the 501st was out there, so of course, they always represent hard, they represent well. Um, But I was an invitee of our friends over at Rebel Force Radio, my my close friends, and uh, they asked me to to come along and work with them. We uh, set up a live show for them. We did the Emily Swallow, the armorer from Mandalorian panel, and I got to speak with her for a few minutes. And guys, incredibly nice woman, very down earth. She knows what she got into. Like She's been on Supernatural, very well-known show, so she understands how wild fans can get. But she was very humble, and she understands what she's gotten into now at Star Wars. However, I don't think she's ready for like celebration because this was like I mean, it, like I'm telling you guys, it was a really light convention. Wizard World Cleveland was very, very light, and when you get the celebration, as you all know, it's full throttle, full go. There's going to be fifty to a hundred uh, women dressed up as the armorer. They're all, you know, it's it's going to be so crazy. Um, but she, that's she, low ball. Yeah, but her personality is just, it's it's very uh, uplifting. It's very positive. She's got a, a good spirit about her. So I think she's going to do just fine with the Star Wars community. Um, but yeah, overall, super cool experience. Um, cool. You know, at, at Wizard World, a lot in that in that regard. But as, if you were going there to shop or it was. It was desolate. It was definitely desolate. Um, one quick plug, guys, if you don't mind. Um, it's Star Wars Star Wars related. Uh, Josh, you already know about this. I'm going to be doing a $5 Star Wars shirt sale on my personal Twitter at some point this week. Uh, so Josh has tried to lay claim to some early shirts. But, uh, yeah, I, I discovered some spring cleaning. I have about... 30 maybe 30 to 40 pieces of star wars gear i want to offload um so i'm going to be doing that at no one is chris five dollar come and come and get it nice and easy um there were some pretty cool designs in there Uh, and then lastly guys 
I'm going to be in Columbus with Justin this week. Uh, we are going to be hanging out Tuesday night. We're going to be toy hunting. Uh, if anyone wants to join us in downtown Columbus, Ohio, please come on and, and hang out. We're going to be at Big Fun uh, on High Street, which is a really cool toy store down there. They got a lot of Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a constant fixture when I go visit Columbus to go shop. Justin has recently found it and found some really cool stuff there. Um, but if any if any of our Star Wars friends hits me up on Twitter, you want to grab a slice of pizza at Mikey's Late Night, I'm going to be there all week in Columbus, Ohio. So hit me up. We'll get a slice. We'll talk Star Wars. Life is good. Um, so I'm excited to hang out, Justin. That'll be a good time. Yeah, me too. I won't Can't spend wait. I won't spend too much time at IKEA. I promise. Yeah, so. well, that's okay. I already told you there's no good toys left at Big Fun. I took them all. It's right by his house, house, the IKEA. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, by his old house. Yes, yeah. by my old house. Yeah, it was so, right around the corner. So, well, here's a fun thing we're gonna do. We haven't done this segment in a long time. And I'm very excited for it because I get to play this really good sample. Uh, guys, let's talk about our fine additions to our collections. Your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection. Oh, I love hearing Grievous. I've been love waiting so long for that. <laughs> um, so I'll start it off real quick. I got it, man. I got to bend down and get it. But guys, I got the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I literally, you can hear it on the mic. You can, you can yeah. hear the love between Ray and Ben at the end just through my microphone as I flip these pages. This romance novel. It's this a kiss of gratitude. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Well, this book also reveals the, you know, I heard that it reveals the, the essence of the emperor and it reveals who the son is and he looks exactly like Lowen or Owen Lars or whatever. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Like this is, I'll read it by Thursday. <laughs> so this podcast will come out on Monday. I'll read it by Thursday. We'll probably pass this book around if anybody wants it. Um, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm a, you know, Jason Swank from Rebel Force handed it to me yesterday. We talked, I hung out with those dudes all day yesterday, and we talked a lot about this, and, and I kind of went into, I was so bummed with the spoilers getting leaked uh, recently, but even then, the spoilers that did leak didn't do anything for me. They actually made the, the, the whole thing worse. So I'm hoping that by reading this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually make it a linear thing and not just like some clickbait stuff on, on Twitter. Um, but I'm going to give it a fair shot. I'm going to start reading it at my hotel in Columbus. And uh, like I said, I'll probably be done with it by, by Wednesday, Thursday. So um, yeah. beyond that, I got a couple other fine editions. I finally got my hands on the Dark Empire audio drama CD. Okay, now you can find the Dark Empire set on audio cassette. I don't have an audio cassette player, nor do I ever want to buy another audio cassette player in my life. So I didn't opt for it. I've been waiting patiently to come across a reasonably priced Dark Empire audio drama CD set. So I got that. I love it. The funniest thing about it is they don't know. it was. It predates the prequels. So Coruscant was never mentioned verbally, uh, you know, out loud. So they call it Coruscant and the entire, uh, the entire audio drama, all the different players call it Coruscant, including Billy D. Williams, who plays himself or plays Lando um, to hear him say Coruscant is just absolutely hilarious. So that's a good pickup. If anyone can find the audio dramas on CD that pick it up. Uh, but this thing usually retails for like 200 bucks. I got it. I think for less than 40 on, on evil Bay. So, um, that was good. And then a couple other quick things. I stopped by my local comic book shop and they had a 50% off sale. 
And this is the comic shop that I frequent and buy those terrible Rise of Kylo Ren books. But anyways, um, I found today 50% off droids number one. This is hmm. this is like a super kick-ass rare comic and i got it for 50 percent off i wouldn't have i would never have paid full price for it but um it's a really cool comic that that kind of um it's kind of like project luminous they had the droids television show and they had the droid comics and the toys and all this stuff so it was one of those things um great comic and then i did pick up a couple more books but the one to note is i finally got that leia book the claudia gray uh, Princess of Alderaan book because we recently did the the I Got High in the Republic show and you guys had mentioned that she wrote that Leia book. I totally forgot. I just passed it by. So when I went to Half Price Books, I saw it for six bucks and I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. I have to read it." So pick that up. But other than that, man, I got a lot of wild wacky stuff over the since the last time we did it. One thing I don't know if you guys are gonna kill me or kiss me. Um, I didn't put it in the notes, but I don't know if you guys can see this yeah. on the camera. <laughs> nice. Um, I got from Nerd I Matters. Like that. Yeah, I did. yeah. Nerd Matters put out a uh, an Australian wildfire, um, kind of like a charity pin, and it's actually Ahmed Best in his Jar Jar Binks like CGI costume, and it's the actually mo-cap suit. his mocap suit, and it's a, just a pin. I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for celebration. It's gonna go right on my jacket, but it's got a signature on the back and all that good stuff. So um, I missed the initial sale. They put out like five at a random time, and I just so happened to uh, be on Instagram at the right time to snag it. So that's a fun one. That's a really fun goofy one. So um, yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? Nice. What did you pick up? Um, I don't, mine are a little bit different, but these, I, this is something of note. Um, I've been frantically checking my, uh, l- uh my light order. Uh, I, so for those that don't know, I don't can't remember if I've talked about this on the pod or just in the group chat, but so I, to start out, I own, I wasn't initially going to Star Wars Celebration with you guys. And, um, so I went back to buy tickets after I decided to go and I only had Thursday and Sunday. So it's been a, a stress inducing oh, yeah. struggle to try to find <laughs> those Friday and Saturday tickets. And so I'm, I've signed up for light, uh, which is the ticket like reselling service. And so I am number after being like 250 something, I'm now 43rd in line for a Saturday ticket. Oh yeah, baby. And I have, a Friday ticket. Yes. Nice. So I'm almost yes. there. I check it like twice a day minimum. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes if I'm bored, <laughs> we, I'll just we check it again. We get the updates. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Josh is like so 37. That's, that's, five yeah, minutes yeah. later, 36. It's good. Like, the the wild thing is that it, it like, it'll be on the same number for days. And then all of a sudden it'll jump like 50 right. spots. Mm. So well, it's probably because it takes like, time for the system to catch up with any cancellations and things like that. Right. Yeah. Now. Well, and I found too that like light told me I got the Friday ticket and then like four hours later, I got like the receipt purchase email from read pop. So it's not oh, like okay. an instantaneous thing. Um, and then you, Oh, you guys. Yeah. Go yeah. So Josh, I got to ask dude, once celebration is over 2020, right? You're going to have these four yeah. individual passes. 
I need to yeah. know what it's going to take for me to trade my one pass for your four passes. So I'm just going to try to cut the deal now, 24 weeks away. Uh, I want to get my hands on those four passes. So just start thinking about it. We got 24 weeks to figure out what type of deal we can make. But uh, well, well, you know, I I normally, you know, you and I are pretty good friends, so I yeah. feel like I would have um, done this with not a whole lot of issue, but. Um, seeing as I don't get any like first look at the t-shirt uh, sale, um, oh, I might be able know, to work that out. Maggie, or, Maggie our friend or, Maggie Lovett's going to be yeah, pissed. Not, She's going to be pissed, yeah, but no, 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 I mean, Maggie, she doesn't have the four badges. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have leverage. leverage. I have the high ground if you will. Yeah, that's right. You do have the high ground. So let's <laughs> nah, work that no, out. Just, let's, let's work that out. I would love I'm to sure, figure um, something out unless, unless by all means the artwork is badass and it's like Ahsoka and you know, like cool shit. Right. So we'll see. I would assume that unless the, the badges have like, like, you know, Thursday has Thrawn on it and Friday right, has Ahsoka right. on it, you should probably, I, I'm sure it'll be all right. So we'll see. Okay. We'll cool. see. We'll, we'll keep it in mind. Tell. We'll keep it in mind. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the other just small thing I wanted to mention was, um, there are only two current canon books that I haven't read. Um, the Jedi Lost, the Dooku book, Good and book. then um, uh, Black Spire. Yes, and, yes. And uh, those both came through on the, the audiobooks both came through on the library today. Beautiful. So I have, uh, next couple of weeks here will be, all my drives to, to and from work will be in a galaxy far, far away. It's a beautiful galaxy cool. to be in. Now, remember to report back about the black spire. Cause I'm interested to know if they actually do like an audio drama almost like jet, like Jedi loss will be. Um, I would like to really know because I, as, as you know, we just did the galaxy's edge show and I talked about black spire. Uh, I'm not going to invest time to, to listen to the audiobook unless they actually have like sound effects and things like that. So let me know. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Justin. Um, well, I haven't picked up a ton lately, but the Shave Isla that I picked up from Big Fun was, was pretty sweet. So shout out yeah. to them. Every time I go in there, they've got cool stuff in there. Um, I'm excited to go back on Tuesday. Um, I did get the Count Dooku Black Series Beautiful. in the mail the other day from my Hasbro, Hasbro Plus pre-order. Um, he, the face sculpt on that is awesome. It looks great. Um, he yeah. is a cool looking figure. And then, uh, I picked up two of the vintage collection, uh, clone trooper repacks, part of the new Mandalorian wave. So there's Mar the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, uh, the remnant trooper, and then the clone troopers. And the only one I've found so far is, is the clone troopers. And, wow. um, you know, you can use pop finder and get out there and locate them. If you've got the DPCI for target True. Uh, or, or the serial, uh, the barcode for Walmart or whatever. But I'm um, a lot of times I, I find, and, and it's not 100% accurate, but I, you know, you can get in there and usually yeah. scope something out or somebody's like hiding one behind the counter or something. So you just got to know who to talk to and how to work it. But I think I, I'm, I'm heartbroken right now because that baby Mert, the baby Yoda merch is all delayed right That's now. Crazy. It's killing yeah. me. Yeah. Cause this stuff is supposed that. to be dropping in March and it's like, are we going to get it? Are we not going right. to get it? I've already we had. We're not going to get it. I know. It's not coming until, it's, it's like had, the James Bond film. It's not going to come out till Thanksgiving now. It's crazy. I, I've had two figures, two sideshow figures pre-ordered since like middle of last year, end of last year. So I've been doing my, you know, my payments. I do my payments. Sure. That they were supposed to drop uh, April or May. And I get a notification that says, hey, we've bumped your payment back another month. 
uh, you you know basically pay next month to finish it up, right? And they'll send the figure. So I've already got two. One of them was my Commander Cody, which I was oh, not happy about yeah, that one. Yeah. So, um, but they've been delayed as well. So hopefully this blows by and everything gets back to normal, and we can um, you know get back to figure collecting life. It'd be great. Got to wash your hands, man. That's what it all yeah. comes down to. Wash your yeah. hands. Wash your Hygiene. tentacles. Wash Hygiene. your fins. Wash whatever you got, dude. Your artificial robot hand. It just wash it, please. We want to get our baby Yoda merch. Kyle, what what's what's on your radar, man? <laughs> uh, I feel like I haven't been on an episode where we did this in a while. We have so none I of us have. have. Huh? I have picked up a few things since then. I I today I found a ray. Uh, black series figure at five below for five bucks. I didn't have it, so I grabbed that. Great score. Yeah. Um, I showed you guys a few weeks ago. I found this really cool, like maybe 14 inch tall Boba Fett figure at a vintage toy store that's got these awesome soft goods, this canvas white yes. suit, and yes. the distressed cape, and all that. Um, I'll send a picture of that and maybe we can put it on Instagram. But the main thing I got was a bunch of books, like a bunch of books. But uh, I read already a couple, the first two trade paperbacks, I think, for Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, which oh, okay. I'm really, yeah. really enjoying. I know that's not brand new. That's been out for a little while, but um, it's a really good story. It takes place like right after he gets the suit on, basically. Right. So this is immediately after he becomes the real Darth Vader. What's up, Josh? It's newer than the droids comic, so I think you're all right. Yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> well, this droids comic, I think it's 84. I'd have to look at the publisher. I think it's 84, yeah, yeah. Like probably older than somebody in this chat. And it's older um, than me, yeah. <laughs> I um, I also got the Last Jedi novelization. I also got the third Thrawn book in the trilogy. Uh, what What's that one called? The Last Command? Yeah. All right, are you talking about the OG trilogy? No, 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 no. The new one. Um, treason. Treason. Yeah. yeah. Th Thrawn Treason. I just got that in a hardback. Uh, I got that for Isn't like it beautiful? 10 bucks, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. the cover art is it's really nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I found Dark Disciple on sale, which Look is one you, that I've man. really been wanting to read because wow. uh, okay. that's right in my Clone yes. Wars wheelhouse, too. So yes. I got that. And then today at Five Below, I found all these nice hardcover books one of them is just called star wars lightsabers a guide to the weapons of the force um it's got like schematics and kind hmm. of how they function and then um basically every lightsaber you've ever seen there's a really close-up photograph of it as well as like facts about it and who carried it and a picture of i'm looking at mace windu and in his hilt right now um, so it's really cool and it's got really nice artwork. It's actually got a fold out, uh, poster of Darth Maul's double bladed saber in the middle nice. of it. Uh, I also got a star Wars, the clone wars who are the Jedi, which is another hardback kind of each page has a bunch of facts about a different character or there's one about the holocron. Those are pretty fun. Those are pretty fun reads. Like yeah. I got one that's. It's, I think, maybe 10 years old or even a little older than that. But for seven bucks at half price books is the Star Wars, the complete visual dictionary. It doesn't include any of the uh, sequel trilogy, but this is a 
I don't know, 270 some odd page, a foot and a half tall, oh, full yeah. color, high glossy photo. It's it's really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, those those visual dictionaries are fun. They would come out regularly. Um, you can go back years and years and years and, and find them. Um, you know, I, I'm not the guy that's going to say, well, when Disney took over, all that's, you know, whatever. They're mm-hmm. visual dictionaries. They're just fun. They're just really yeah. fun books. So if you can get those like at a half price books for $6, $7, anything under 10, that's just a really great book. It's a coffee table book. And uh, it does not matter from what generation you get it. They're just fun. And I'm into minutia too. So the, there's a lot of little tiny details in those, those books that you don't get anywhere else. Yep. And for those that are interested in, uh, you know, 501st membership, rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, they're great visual references for costumes mm. and props because they are accurate. That's a good point. Um, nice. it, it's, a, it's hard cause sometimes you can't get screen grabs of things. So like the, the new, um, last final order uniforms, right? The new oh, one of yeah, that yeah. has a great picture of that uniform. So anybody that's into costuming, you can get that reference from those kind of books. Nice. I when at least they still make the visual dictionaries for the sequel trilogy. I was a big fan of the, the those old like essential guides. You had like the essential mm-hmm. chronology yes. and yeah, the essential cool. guide to characters and droids, vehicles, planets, except like there was like seven or eight of them. Yeah. yeah. And in they actually a couple of them, like they did like an ex you know, they made the like for the chronology, for example, like they made one and then it ended like at the like it didn't have anything in the prequels except for the first movie and then they like re-released it in like 2007 with like more EU content and mm-hmm. more of the, all the prequel stuff and I, like those and I don't know if it's just that like Wikipedia has kind of killed the need for those or but I would still buy the books even though I can look it up on my phone at any time you know yeah, the, those are some of my favorite books too, and and at half price books because I'm an avid. If you follow us on SW Friends Show, I've been posting stuff from half price books. Um, though you can find those guides, the essential guides at half price books for five six bucks, easy easy. And my favorite one is Essential Guide to Planets, which is super old, super old, super mm. pre, like pre prequels. But that one's fun because they talk about a lot of the Sith Empire and things like that. In that one, did they call uh, Coruscant Coruscant, or did they call it Imperial Center, or whatever? whatever uh, I believe I I do have some books that call it the Imperial Center. Like I I forget which ones they are. I think they're just art of books where it's like a concept of it. But yeah, yeah, same deal. So fun. They but they should call nice. it Coruscant. So well, <laughs> keep it, it is sort of spelled that way. Uh, I, there's I got two left. Um, I got the the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary, which I'm really pumped about. This is a controversial opinion to have, but I love The Last Jedi. It's one of my favorites, so I'm excited to read that. I've actually been looking for that and haven't been able to find it. Slightly less controversial post Rise of Skywalker. I just want to, I just want to go there. It is. I'm slowly but converting Chris to my opinion. <laughs> Duel the Fates, baby. The the very last one I got was Star Wars Incredible Cross Sections, the ultimate fun. guide to Star Wars those vehicles. Are fun. Yes, those crap. are fun. It was six bucks, and it's really yes. perfect. Beautiful. Those are yeah. great. Nice. 
Well, good pickups, good pickups. I love, I love this segment. I hope our, I hope our uh, friends love it as well. If you, if you're listening, you have some, some really cool Star Wars swag, some books, anything, pins, patches. What maker did you buy from? Tag us at SW Friend Show on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. But, gentlemen, we are here to talk Clone Wars, and we're here to talk Episode 3, Season 7 of Clone Wars. Come take my hand and to... You know, I love uh, that. We're here to talk wish, about on the wings of love. I wish that the listeners could see Kyle was the only one that didn't didn't know we were doing that, and he was looking away from the camera, taking a drink, and then all of a sudden you, he realizes what's happening, and he looks. Oh, it was so it was so great. So we, we present, what a lovely little ditty. I like it. Right? Yeah. I mean, thank you, Clone Wars, for giving us on the wings of love, episode three of the Clone Wars. No, let's hit it for real. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, this is on the uh, wings of love. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or uh, dragons. <laughs> Ooh, don't ruin this, Justin. So we are What's here, me? of course, mm. to talk about on the wings of Caradax. Episode 3, Season 7 of The Clone Wars just dropped this last Friday. And as always, we are going to turn it over to our resident Jedi Master, Clone Wars Master, Kyle, to walk us through this episode and kind of let us know some some facts, some fun things that are going on here. So, Kyle, go ahead and take it away, man. Yeah, I don't have quite as much as uh, in the first two episodes because we didn't really run into new characters, but... This one was written by Matt and Brent. Again, just like the first two episodes, they I it seems like are going to get this whole arc. And the director, who I am going to completely butcher the pronunciation of this name, it's Bosco. I don't know. It's Ng. Yeah, Bosco. Ng. I'm I'm not sure. It's a word I can't say. But he has directed. 10 episodes of the Clone Wars, 15 episodes of Rebels, 11, 11 episodes of Resistance, and he Wild. has tons Wild. and tons of credits um, as an animator, storyboard guy. Uh, so he's been involved in basically all of the animation projects by That's crazy. Lucasfilm. What a resume. Yeah, Good. he's extensive. Probably, it seems like he's worked on more episodes than anybody else these first two. Um, it, timeline is the same. We're still on Skako Minor. Uh, we're specifically in the city of Perkle. They said that name this episode. I don't remember hearing it last episode. I don't think we no. they just said the city before. So uh, we know that's Perkle, which is the headquarters of the Techno Union. Uh, we ran into the Poltex again, Watt Tambor again, the D-Wing support droids. We've kind of heard about all these guys. I do. I didn't mention this book, but I do have the Star Wars, the Clone Wars character encyclopedia because I like Clone Wars. Um, and I did see in the Watt Tambor 
section a couple things that we didn't talk about that Ooh, I thought were a, a little spicy. interesting. Okay. Um, but it mentions how he presides over the occupation of Ryloth, which we see in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually see Harrison Dula's dad in that episode, mm-hmm. and we see them writing blurgs in that episode, just like they do in the Mandalorian. Um, but he is only five foot three, which I thought was kind of interesting. Watt Tambor, Watt Tambor? Is a, yeah, he's very really? small. He's a short dude. He's a male what? separatist. Wow. He's from Skako. And um, it gives a little explanation on his um, exoskeleton suit thing. He see, It says he needs to wear this protective suit to survive in other environments because Skako apparently is high, like very high pressure. And it says specifically, without it, he would burst like a green balloon. So, wow. <laughs> so that means Wrecker must be really friggin' strong to throw Rex on that walker. Then uh, at yeah, the end something. of the episode, I, mm. and I don't. I mean, I don't know if Skako is like slightly different than Skako Minor. Oh, uh, I get it. Okay, it, okay. Maybe yeah. I, I don't think so. Uh, I, but there has. It, Anakin and the clones don't seem to be having any trouble with the increased pressure. Heck no, man. Smooth as ever. If Watt Tambor takes his suit off, he's going to explode like a green balloon. I have a question about (laughs) Watt Tambor. Um, He kind of, he just like floats. Do we know Mm -hmm. if he, if does what, why does he float? Has that ever been explained? I don't, I really caught it this episode. I'm like, damn, I never realized that. Has off. All three of them came in looking like floating monks with their hands well, exactly. like this. They kind of came yes. around the corner, like just hovering. It, was, it weird. was weird. So, did Kyle? Have you ever noticed that be- prior to this episode? Or I, I have noticed that you can't oh, okay. see their feet. They have like mm. it says in the visual dictionary or the Clone Wars character encyclopedia that he wears a rich outer tunic over his exoskeleton. So I'm assuming it's all just kind of dragging the ground and. He's covered up and I, okay. I don't know. Maybe there's little like tiny tank treads on the bottom. Yeah, there yeah, something. Just, so wheeling Do, around, does it but. does it say anything about Rift Tanzan in there? we should do the riff tamsin character study and see if you can g- get me to oh, no i will never like fall in love with riff tamsin no 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 riff tamsin we moved on we're on season seven <laughs> by god he, you know what he <laughs> didn't he, he didn't even make the encyclopedia good Ooh, keep him down do it. keep him down we've got a we've got rishi eels and and a but riot no trooper riff, but no, no riff, riff. nope good let's enough. keep it that way um, Just a little reference check. Uh, Skako Minor uh, and Skako are the same entry on uh, Wikipedia. Okay. So High pressure the then. Same planet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Okay. Um, uh, the last thing I've got here is those big, Anakin calls it a walker, but it's those giant droids that come to attack them that they end it's up like jumping the on the top the of. the war of the worlds. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it looks yeah. like. But those are Octupra. Tri tri droids, um, okay. or just a tri droid. Uh, it's nick- nicknamed the virus droid due to the biological plagues it sometimes carried. That's which heavy, is terrifying. Yeah, um, it's the larger, more deadly counterpart to the dwarf spider droid. They come in multiple sizes. The Magna tri droid is the one we see in this episode. That's the biggest one. Um, and we previously saw them on the Battle of Christophsis, which is right. one of the 
very early episodes. I think that might be when Ahsoka first arrives and Anakin finds out he's getting a Padawan, I think was during that battle. I could have okay. that wrong, but I think that's what it was. Um, okay. The fortune cookie, which I'm still not sure where that came from, but it came from somewhere. Uh, survival is one step on the path to living, which it, I, it's a key step, I'd say. Very key. Okay. Well, thank you for all that back. I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. you. I'm happy you laid out the name of the the droid, the the big walker, because <laughs> that was the only like new thing I saw this episode that we didn't already talk about. Right. Right. Well, uh, we didn't. You know, I wasn't on the last episode. You guys did a kick ass job. So thank you for holding it down on the on yeah, the last episode. That was awesome. I, I really enjoyed. It. I love when I get to listen. Because I'm like, oh shit, this is a really good Star Wars podcast. Thanks, guys. Like you laid out the whole thing for me. Um, so that was cool. But I didn't get a chance to talk about those um those new battle droids we saw that are like I, I'm calling them the Swiss Army droids because they can fly and uh they those run are like wing droids, Chris. D wing droids, right, right. But they uh they, they run wing. they run like little T T Rexes. And uh it they're just really Yeah, when they're all folded up, they do have those little like alligator arms, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're crazy. Um, there was, but there was one other new one. The on this episode, we'll get into it oh, later on. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I, I do have he a was new. Note on yeah, that. yeah. Right. Sorry. Well, the, so the one thing I was watching the I was watching this episode with uh, the Rebel Force guys last night, and the one thing that stood out to me about the D wing droids, the Dragon Wing droids. Sorry, um, they did they <laughs> swivel at the hips, or when they fire, do they have to be head on? It's like, all is it in the hips? Do they have it's a swivel motion, or I mean, they they seem much more limited than the standard uh, B ones. They just there's you know and of course the techno union always talks about profit margin things like that so they just seem like really disposable cheap you know battle droids but then i saw that they fly and i'm like wait they're not cheap like they probably put a lot of money into these things but um yeah no, it's just a little nitpick thing i'm sure if i got the the graphic you know, or whatever the illustrated guide to this uh they would show if it swivels or not i don't know it seemed to me like they were pretty effective in the air um, right they were right. doing some good damage up there and then when they were walking around on land they're able to and they can shoot but they're pretty useless you know yeah, not, that, seem, a, not yeah. that a b1 battle droid is much better honestly but uh they were they seemed pretty incompetent as far as uh ground troops go right Cool design, though. Cool design. Yeah. Um, speak, speaking of design, my biggest takeaway from this episode is just the continuation of this incredible animation that we're given. Mm. I mean, this is absolutely stunning. To me, my favorite animation is when you see Tech, it, the reflections in his glasses. It's really hard to do clear, transparent on animation, on any type of animation. And they have mastered that on the Clone Wars. There's a point in time where there is a reflection of Anakin Skywalker in Tech's glasses. And it's, it's, it's like you're wearing normal glasses in real life. It's like you would film it with a camera, but it's animated. And it was just some of the most gorgeous, subtle animation. And it's a subtlety that provides it the realism. So that right away, I go, man, this is epic. This is big. When they went down in the big crater, it reminded me of like a, like a dark version of Geonosis, Geonosis battle. And like, it was just so big. The scale is huge this season. And I just really, I mean, I know that, you know, I, I don't know any of the animators personally. I don't know uh, Bosco, our boy Bosco yet. I'm sure we'll meet Bosco at some point in time, but I want to just give him kudos. Like 
it's really awesome to watch this man just from just an animation standpoint this is this is really master class level level work I thought to go with that with the artwork, the audio editing is super impressive yeah. because the sounds, uh, what you hear. I mean, I've got it hooked up into the you know five point one surround sound, so as I'm watching Beautiful. it, like, I can hear it all around me. But like when they were going later, when we talk about the episode, when they're going into the town and you hear the the tribal people, the Poltecs, and all of the sounds like that they yeah. make and communicate. It was just a really cool moment because it was i don't it was completely alien at that point there was no other sound other than them right running in there yelling and screaming and, and blasting or like fighting and you hear blaster fire but the audio editing has been incredible yeah. those poltecs their their voice is awesome it is really interesting um and you're right i, I wish i don't have a 5.1 where i'm set up right now but i'm sure it's i'm sure it's incredible um but just a couple more things before we before we go in the nuts and the bolts. Um, I, you know, I, I have I have more nits to pick with this episode than not. Um, it was it, this episode was kind of like a breeze. I watched it Friday morning and I had my coffee. By the time I was done with my coffee, the episode was over, and I was kind of like, "All right, you know, it's it's an episode of Clone Wars." That's pretty yeah. light. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah mm-hmm. super light um, is exactly what I expected coming off of the last episode. Um, but for me, I'm going to go right to the end, guys. I'm going to. Yeah, I know we're only like we just started talking about the episode, but I, I the weirdest thing, the most standout thing to me from a story standpoint was Echo's face at the end of yep. the episode. So yeah, yeah. am I to believe that the Techno Union might still have a pull on him i don't know that face just i didn't like it it just it rubbed me the wrong way it kind of was a musical cue too yes you're right you're Mm -hmm. right it's that yeah you're right that dark note um so that was the to me that was the standout point of the episode um all the record stuff's fun he's a hero he's goofy he's real strong but yeah that (laughs) last moment with echo was like ooh, okay that's yeah i I have that in my notes too he says rex is said um it's gonna be just like old times and he yep. he makes this weird yeah. face and he's like yeah just, yeah, like, just old like old times and they play yeah. that like ominous tone <laughs> right. and it's right. not good there's there's something going on there it's not gonna right be good. do you guys have any idea what you think it is i feel like it could go like one of two ways well like, I, my first initial reaction was did they did they put a chip in his head did they did they implant a, another control chip in his head uh the techno union and is he now you know did they let him kind of go because Watt tambor is like we got to recoup our investment you know so did he flip the trigger on whatever is inside echo and that you know that get, i don't know turns him into a spy again i don't really know or is he a bomb you know is Watt tambor gonna trigger a bomb inside him i don't know I'm not I I'm not really sure. I was thinking that because we know the clones are they're not programmed in the way a droid is programmed, but they are programmed in a way. They're designed for battle and to be tactical and they obviously have the um the order 66 chip in them, mm-hmm, organic mm-hmm. chip. So I wonder if when they were plugged into him and they were running all these algorithms and programs through his brain, if they could have messed up some of that programming or triggered something or, or adjusted it or fouled it up in some way. I, I'm not sure there. I I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thing is my, my thing was either they either have, 
control over him somehow still. Somehow he knows about Order 66 and and maybe he's the mm. maybe he's the reason that like Rex takes his chip out. Um or whatever you know, whatever maybe he's the the catalyst for mm. the clones we see in Rebels mm. not having their chips anymore. Or my other thought was if it's not any of that, maybe he does have trust issues. Like they kind of played it off like, oh, you find you came back for me, everything's good, but maybe he is kind of like if it's not like some sinister plot, maybe it's you know, he's feeling like I'm not a part of this anymore or I yeah. can't can I trust you guys because you left me for dead. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking is is it's gotta be hard for him to try to go back to service because I think Rex makes it sound like, yeah, we're just gonna you know, bring you back into the fold and you're going right. to start fighting again. And I think he's kind of like, number one, I'm a, a big chunk of me as machine, his arm, yeah, his like leg, a Borg. his back, his head. He's like a Borg. Yeah. So I think part of him's like, How I got to get you say Borg on this. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody yeah. to he's, say it. <laughs> I think he's kind of like, I got to get through all of this first and get back to normal before I can even think about that. Number two, how are his brothers going to look at him when he comes back? Right? Like, yeah, you were captured by the machines. You were selling us out. You were feeding he's defensive plans. Right. right. Like yeah. you're part clanker. Like, how's he going to get fit back into the fold? There's a lot of very, a, a lot of similarities with, um, with, in this, at least from a premonition of how things fit with like PTSD and real soldiers trying to come back and fit back into normal civilization. Like how do I adjust and how do I get back into this? So for me, it kind of, his face was just kind of like, yeah, just like old times. Like it's not, it's not going to be like that. So I think that for me, that's kind of how I took it. You took the words out of my mouth after thinking about it. Yeah. So well said, Justin. Yeah. I think that could play out but I don't think that's what they're doing because they, as soon as he came out and they unplugged him, he thought he was still at the Citadel. So it seemed to me like he had lost all that time from when he got blown up at the Citadel until they unplugged him. So I feel like, although he knows that obviously he's been fucked with and shit, we're explicit now. Uh, hey, hey, all, all of our Star Wars friends, if you're listening, uh, you'll notice a little E next to our podcast. Uh, we had to go explicit because um, I didn't want to get any complaints. Uh, I don't want to turn anyone off. But yeah, we do uh, We do get loose and wild here on the Star Wars friends from time to time. So he knows that he's been messed with and he knows that he's got all these like mechanical cyborg components. But I don't think he has a memory of that time period i don't like i think he went from blown up in the citadel to rescued by rex and he doesn't have that comprehension of i was gone for years i could be wrong, no i don't but i thought that's i don't the think he has that i don't think he has that either but i think as he's now that he's out of danger and he doesn't have to fight for a minute and can kind of realize it he's like i'm I messed up like I, you know what I mean? Like they had me plugged into these machines and, and you guys are here to rescue me. 
he knows he's he he's half robot now. I think he's having it. That realization is hitting him as he's about to get on that ship, and as Rex hits hits him with that. So I think that's where it's from. I, I don't. I, you're right. I don't think he has any of that time, but I think it's hitting him as he's about to get on that ship but, that he's different now. So if, if that's but that's okay. So I, I love that. And Justin, I'm I'm on the same wavelength now that you laid it all out like that. My thing is, um, it's that Kyle. It's that music cue. Because mm-hmm. if it was a self-loathing or a self-deprecating thought, it would have sounded thought, different. It would yeah. have been more sad. Yes, it wasn't sad. Yes. It was. Ominous. It was evil. Yeah, it was evil. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I agree, but I'm also like, mm-hmm. but that music cue is kind of weird. So mm. um, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, yeah. But realistically, this story arc probably only has one episode left. So yeah, it can't be. I mean, it's something that they are going to explain pretty quickly, I would imagine. Right, right. A um, couple other quick things I want to touch on, guys. Um, I, I I think Wrecker is a really sweet, nice character. Fan favorite. Clearly fan favorite. He won our poll um, of who is your favorite Bad Badge character. Um, but... M- <sighs> I'm I'm having a tough time coming to grips with his feat of strength, um, where he can just throw humans at will. Um, it's a <laughs> he little lifted up a whole gunship, so th- tossing that, a person up that to the ceiling well. isn't that impressive anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I just it's the one piece that I'm like. I don't know, man. Like, and he was underneath that uh, octopod. Uh, dang it, man! I messed this up. The tripod. Uh, the tripod is that? Is that the, the tridroid? Octopara. Yeah, it's the tridroid. Um, he was underneath that heavy thing. Okay, maybe his physical body is that strong, but that clone armor cannot be that strong. If it's the same, it's got to be a new composite or something. I, it just. Once again, nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. I'm being really crazy right now because I was kind of like, I mean, this episode was okay. So there was, I had to like, my brain kind of went a million different ways. But the whole thing with Wrecker, he is a hero. He saved, uh, who fell off? Was it uh, uh, Crosshair that fell off the, the the bridge? And he grabbed him, swung down and saved him. And yep. then um, who else? He saved someone at the end. Oh, uh, was the, the, the pole? He the pushed Pultex. those Poltex out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's a hero. He's a, he's definitely got a great heart. He's a goofball, but he's got a great heart. But I just, the feats of strength, I'm like, all right, man. You know, you're no Hulk Hogan from the 1980s, Josh. Oh, don't don't say Josh and Hulk Hogan in the same <laughs> sense. That guy's garbage. Wow. Um, Hot take. He, uh, <laughs> he um, I mean, it seems like he's w- really well-practiced at throwing people, though. I mean, it's part of that like is, oh, you're some right. of their battle okay. plans. Good. And we Good. did watch him. We did watch him pick up a you know a ship in the first episode. So yeah, no, I know he's, he's yeah. on the juice, man. The bread, the bread com- the breadcrumbs were laid. I just had to pay attention more. If you're an X Men fan, you know that throwing one of your comrades into battle, a la Colossus <laughs> and Wolverine, yeah. is a tried and yeah. tested method of combat. Nice right. choice of words there, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Russian. Because he's so. Russian, yes. Yeah. I'm glad you got that. I like it. Yep, I got it. I got you. But, you know, my my last nit, and then, then you guys feel free to take this wherever you want, because I don't have a ton to, you know, dissect here. My last nit to pick was when, when Echo 
you know, the beginning of the episode, they're like, oh, how's that go? Oh, he's too weak to stand. He can't even stand up. You know, they made him seem like he's just this, uh, you know, lifeless corpse that they got to drag around. And then, then literally the next scene, the dude has like guns blazing full speed on his cyborg legs. He's come on, let's go. And they're out on the bridge and you got a balance in the high wind and the high pressure. And you got this dude that's like full throttle. Very and high then, pressure on Skako. And then you get the, the the dark battle of Geonosis in the pit at uh, wherever the Poltex got their camp set up. And, dude, he's just, I mean, full throttle assassin with those guns. So he must not have been that tired. He must not have been that weak because, I mean, he was ready to roll. And roll did he do. So, um, you know, as much as he's a Borg, he uh, he's ready to rock, man. He's a soldier, you know, but it was a little odd. It was a little odd. Well, you know how like they cut out. Well, like didn't they in this episode? Didn't they cut out a a scene um, that was in like the old version of it from 2015 or whatever? Kyle, maybe I remember that from the last episode. They cut out the Padme scene. Right. I don't know. Oh, right. No, I know what it was. That the uh, the droid, the Devastator. Uh I think in the previous version of this episode the devastator kills Wat Tanbor like turns him into a puddle oh um, no i wouldn't think so because he's on um he's on mustafar in, in revenge of the oh, Sith. that's true maybe right. it's not Wat Tanbor right. maybe it could have been one of those guys. two people two other him. guys with him yeah um yeah but what i was going to say is there's another scene they cut out they actually um they gave him like a quest bar a protein bar <laughs> And so yeah, right. he kind of got some strength from that. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he it cut is. Cut that scene out. Though. I knew somebody was carrying a cliff bar with them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, they did. Bad Batch did have those little handheld welding tools they in their did kits. Have so I mean, stick maybe they had one of those little uh, sesame breadsticks that Yoda took out of uh, Luke's <laughs> yes. snack pack on yes. Dagobah, right? Like they fed him one of those real quick, and he perked right up. Yeah, fun fact, well, I, you know, fun, with the, with that little Yoda snack pack, like that little thing, they sell that at Galaxy's Edge. Did you? Did, oh, I do they really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't buy it obviously because I didn't. I didn't talk about. Does it, but it yeah, come you, with the you, sesame seed breadstick. You can thing? get the whole the whole food kit at uh, <laughs> oh, Doc nice. Honors. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, That's if funny. if Grandpa Joe can get out of out of bed for the first time in forty <laughs> years to go to a chocolate factory, oh, I'm stop sure with the Grandpa Joe. Echo, <laughs> Echo could muster up oh, a few God. steps and Grandpa blaster shots Joe. to save his own life. Grandpa Joe is on cocaine. Let's be real. He, he, well, he saw the, the uh, Olympus somehow. I don't know. It's true. Right, exactly. I, I thought the the Bad Batch, I thought their feats, you know, kind of played out really well in this one. Wrecker, the strong one. You saw Crosshairs. They had a couple nice clips of him, like, sniping yeah. droids off, right? Popping them in the head. That was cool. You had, uh, you had uh, uh, Tech with his, his Google... Google Translate again, helping him out, right? <laughs> yeah. He records um, everything, and, which is super creepy. It is, and then uh, yeah, and then Hunter running around with his vibro blade, vibro just stabbing blade. people. Like he, the patented Bad Batch slide, yes. right? He does another one of those and pops up and stabs some people. So I thought it was it was fun to see him kind of on full display. One of the things that I really enjoyed was the tactic, though, when the Techno Union starts to invade the Poltec village, which is below. Like it's like in this uh, crater, right. right? They go in there, the droids go in there, and they use a very common tactic, which is have the high ground, right? Um, it, or 
in other terms known as a kill box. They went down in there, True. they rolled boulders down in there, and then just started picking them off from above. So they were in the kill zone. But I thought it was very interesting to see, you know, when they went in to help the Poltex and kind of follow up and they charged down in there in those giant uh tri-legged walker droids start coming in from different angles they got pinned in their own kill box right and it was like oh crap they right. they realized we're trapped and things kind of started to turn and then that's when you know bad batch went to work and that's where having a jedi on your side turned the tide because he's able to just jump up there and start hacking away at these giant droids great i scene. think the only thing i didn't like about that though was Anakin's like he's on the big droid and he's swinging around and he's cutting the barrel off of the laser right. that shoots out and I'm sitting there going well okay if saw you take a off. shot if you take a shotgun and you saw the end off <laughs> the gun still fires it just spreads right. sooner right. right so I'm like the laser could still fire but then when they throw Rex up there and uh and uh Hunter I think they shoot out the late the little red eye right and I went, sensor, okay yeah. that makes yeah. more sense but then Anakin goes and he cuts the leg and it falls over and, and I'm like that made more sense but cutting the barrel off I was like that doesn't really do anything it's Shouldn't because anything. he's the most dramatic overly dramatic like <laughs> he is you a know queen it's part totally. of the Skywalker Totally. So, yeah, yeah, unnecessary, Justin. He just wanted to get up there to show. Well, what did Echo say? Oh, it's still showing off General Skywalker? Of course yeah. he is. He's doing little pirouettes. Like, he's and, just swinging around, cutting yeah. barrels off. I'm like, all right, are you going to do anything? Because people could still die right now. Like, help <laughs> right, him out a dude. little bit here. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, that scene to me, I thought was really, really cool just to see their their tactics and what they had put together to kind of help the Poltex and, and try to save the village. So, um, but yeah, the dragons, man, those were awesome. So yeah. many dragons. Yeah. It was fantastic. Love the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> no cell. No cell. So, I, so for you I'm listeners not, not who just heard our, it. who just heard our four seconds of dead air, uh, we were waiting for Kyle to just respond. <laughs> our, I'm, not, our, I'm not, I'm not taking the bait. I'm Dragon the, Lord. I'm Kyle. taking the high road, which is different than the high ground, but they're in the same vein. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> hey, this is Dominic Pace who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from the Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. What's happening, listeners of the Star Wars Friends Show? You may recognize my voice from just a few seconds ago as Christopher from the Star Wars Friends Show, but did you know that I'm also one of the hosts on the No One Is Listening podcast with my uh, not-so-Star Wars friends? Hey, I like Star Wars. Don't knock me for not liking Star Wars. Everyone loves Luke Solo and... (laughs) Uh, Emperor Peppermint. Emperor Peppermint. That's David Derrick, y'all. That's us. We host the No One Is Listening podcast, and we invite you to catch up on Season 1 of No One Is Listening podcast at Noyle Podcast com or no one is listening.org hit us up on social media at noil podcast and you also want to check out those what's your favorite episodes because we got something in the tank season two drop in march 31st 2020 y'all season two of no one is listening podcast so catch up on us after star wars friends march 31st card subject to change an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. 
please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help, so please subscribe, rate, and review right away. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars friends. <laughs> I, I I really love the decimator, though. That That's actually what I really was, was cool. looking up. I was looking up the, the organic decimator on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know where that thing came from, but like it just kind of made its own little hole, hovered in, made another little hole, gets in there, and it just starts shooting purple electricity around, and you're like, Those what are does actually this thing do? energy tentacles. Energy tentacles. Yeah. Cause it had Wrecker scared because he was like, oh crap. He's right. like, I don't know what this thing is, but get me out of here. So I I don't think they'd seen it before. Uh it I mean, you gotta figure Bad Batch has probably seen the worst of anything right. that right. that the Techno Union or the Separatist army has thrown at them. And the fact that he'd never seen that before had had to have been a huge shock. Well, they're on we're on the Techno Union's home turf, so I think we're we're getting these experimental things mm, that yes, haven't made yeah, it out into circulation yeah. yet, you know, uh, like those flying droids. We don't really see mm-hmm. those anywhere else either. I got a couple details on on the organic decimator droid. If you're if you're curious, yeah. hell it. yeah, let's go. Um, the organic decimator made use of three noteworthy pieces of equipment. The first was the widely used repulsor lifts. That's basically what makes it float. Uh, the droid had two built-in underside of its built into the underside of its spherical frame. The organic decimator also made use of twelve energy tendrils that were purple in hue oh. and emitted from six laser emitters on the top and bottom of the droid. When one tentacle located organic matter, the others closed in and vaporized it. So when all those little purple electricity things were going out, it was basically feeling around the room for organic matter that it was going to vaporize. If no organic material was found after 15 seconds, the decimator would automatically switch off. It also had a laser cutter. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's how it gets through the door. <laughs> yeah. That uh that's like an old sci-fi, you know, it's like a sci-fi movie weapon. Like very yeah. like a Jacob's ladder almost. It's just one of those weird kooky it's not, things. It's not totally dissimilar to the thing that Sabine Wren makes in Star Wars oh, Rebels yeah. that yeah. they end up using against the Mandalorians. That's a brutal mm-hmm. weapon. She built she built a very terrible weapon. Our girl Sabine should be I mean, she does feel shame of. Oh She's a killer engineer, mm-hmm. man. Her, that is true. She learned to use her powers for good, though. Thankfully, yes. 
All right, so where where are we at here, Kyle? Where do you want to take us um, home on I, this episode? I, I really don't have too much else. The last couple of things that I noted, um, the hole in the ceiling that they all jumped through. We kind of talked about Wrecker tossing everybody up there. He's very strong, right? Um, but it reminded me of uh, Bespin when Luke slides out of the little hole in the bottom. It also reminded me of the thing that Jenner so. Jin Urso climbs through when she's climbing the tower on Scarif to send the plans. You know, there's that little opening That's right. closing That's right. circle. Uh, it's just a Star Wars thing that I noticed. Um, the D-Wing droids seem to have the same voice programming as Very close. the D-1 battle droids, which usually they kind of have their specific sounds, but these sounded exactly the same to me. Yeah, and, and and those are voiced by Matt Wood. So if anyone is, I didn't uh, know that. yeah, yeah. So that's a Matt Wood uh, voice. And then the last thing I had uh, when they're crossing that divide between the two buildings, they're way up in the air. You know, they're on that bridge. I don't, I don't know. It's not really a bridge. It's, yeah, it's like a pipe. It's like a gas a pipe, pipe or something. Or some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tether but holding all those dang buildings together. Supposed to be walking on basically. <laughs> right. So uh, Tech calls in the Kyrdax, uh to to rescue them. And this is something that we see a lot in Star Wars. It's nature is superior to technology. It's um, the Ewoks. It's riding Tauntauns or Varactyls or Blurgs. It's the Purgle. It's the Convor that's always with Ahsoka. It's um, getting the Gungans to help you, even though they're the primitive, not technologically advanced people. This is a thing that, comes up in Star Wars all the time. We saw it in the Mandalorian. We see it in the movies. Um, and we saw it here in this episode. So you basically what you're saying is that Eyes, come take my hand <laughs> and to exactly right. where It's all about Star Wars. All oh. You know, Star Wars is all about on the wings of love uh, across all different types of planetary systems. Uh, yeah, it was man. brotherly love. Rex was going to save his brother. It's true. It's yeah. true. Come on. These uh, these things, these Kyrdex, they remind me, and, and Josh, you may remember this from the novels, uh, the, the EU, they remind me of UVAX. I don't know if you're familiar with UVAX at all, but the description of UVAX, it's ba- they're basically like a... Um, it's part of the Sith tales and, and from a, basically a lost tribe of the Sith. And um, they ride oh, these, yeah, 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 they ride these winged creatures and they remind me so much of the, the Kyrdax. Um, don't know if there's any type of correlation. It's just Star Wars loves winged creatures. So you're right. Uh, <laughs> but they do, I don't know. I mean, these, uh, these things are, are they sentient? Or, I mean, I, they have to be sentient, but like, there's something going on because the they're not sentient. The you don't Pergo think makes some comment about how apparently it's difficult to tame them. They're impressed that you were able to that's tame them. Right. But that's right. I, I mean, they and they're not solving any problems or communicating or anything like that. No, no. But yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. So are we, uh, Kyle? Anything else you want to cover on this? Because it was a quick one. It was a quick one, and we covered all the heavy points. I think. Yeah, I don't think there was anything. I, I wrote down a couple little quotes. Um, nothing really of note. Um, Rex 
Echo says, I got a, I got a big headache. They're kind of laughing it off. And Rex says, it's better to feel something than nothing, old buddy, which I oh, thought was yeah, kind of yeah. funny. It's like, that's almost as on the nose as uh, survival is one step on the path to living, which was the fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it is. You got to survive. <laughs> um, and Echo, when they were escaping, he says... Uh, he's telling him how to get out. He knew that it was a ventilation shaft. He said they got access mm. to my memory, but I got access That's to right. the Techno Union database, all their plans, okay. inventory, okay. building schematics, everything. So, so I don't know if they're going to use that as a plot point down the road or if that was just to get out of that building. But, yeah. Uh, he's He's got that knowledge. And that's really all. That's about. right. Kyle, no, that's important. That's a good that's a good way to end this conversation because it then ties back into my this is why that scene at the end was so important, so critical because he made that comment that they that he had access to that, they had access to him. That me, that, that leads me to believe some information still in his brain. Yes. Not from him originally, you know. Yes. So that kind of that's why it was really striking at the end of that episode. So very good. Now, this is of course is the time of our episode where we get to talk about what we think's going to happen next in a little segment called That's Not How the Force Works. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? <laughs> All right. So, um, Watt Tambor, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I just, I, I, my, my, uh, <laughs> my whole thing is <clears throat> I think it's going to be just one more episode and we're going to tie up this arc. I, I really thought that this was going to be the episode that tied up the arc. I'm disappointed. It wasn't a three episode arc. Um, I think that they've really stretched as much as they could. Um, with the, this is a personal opinion, y'all IMO at me at no one is Chris yell at me all you want. I think they stretched the uh, bad batch as far as they could across these episodes um but i think a three episode um arc would have been sufficient um and it looks like we're gonna get you know 80 minutes of the bad batch uh because i don't think it's done and i don't think that they're gonna leave that echo cliffhanger to just chill in our memories i think they're gonna wrap it up um i will say though i hope that next friday there or this upcoming friday we're we're rewarded with a uh boba fett Cad Bane. I see I get a little dramatic pause there to kind of see what Kyle's reaction would be. But a Boba Fett um, Cad Bane episode where we get that dent in his helmet. I just, I'm just, I'm holding out hope, y'all. I hope that they just sneak that that sucker in there and we get that one. See that too. Yeah, that offshoot episode. Um, but who knows? I, I don't know. I, you know, the one thing I talking with everyone yesterday at Wizard World Cleveland, talking with the dudes at Rebel Force, you know, the 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 thing that's on everyone's mind with this Clone Wars season is where's Ahsoka? Where's Ahsoka? When's Ahsoka gonna show up? Saving the best for last, bro. I mean, that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be the last arc in the season. But um, I don't have any idea. I know we, I know we did our Clone Wars show and what we thought was going to happen this season. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I feel that next, this upcoming Friday, we're going to get that final Bad Batch episode. I hope. I hope. Um, and it ends. It ends this arc because I'm ready for something new. I'm definitely ready for a new story. I'm ready for something else. Um, 
you know, I don't know. It just, once again, this episode that we got on the Wings of Love did not really do much for me. And uh, I really think they could have probably added five or six minutes on episode two and and really condensed the story in this episode and just made it a one a one piece. I don't know. I, I really think they stretched this one. Um, personal opinion, but where do you guys think that this is going to go? Or do you have any comments on, on what I just laid out? I'm, I'm with you, but it, I think it all depends on what we get in that next episode for the bad batch. Like if the payoff, if the payoff ends up being something that they needed a whole episode for, then that's fine. Like it could redeem this, you know, as Rocky Balboa redeemed Rocky five, you know, we can, This we guy. might be able to make it work. I really don't think it's going to be more than a four episode arc, though. I let's um, hope not. I mean, there's so much. I mean, well, maybe I'm just being selfish, but I hope it's be. no longer than four because there's so much more that we need from from the Clone Wars before it finishes. And, and I agree that the uh, I think Ahsoka is going to be in the last arc. I think the the Siege of Mandalore is going to be the arc that she's in, and that's it. And I think. The reason that that works the best is because if if we think that this season is going to take us all the way to Order 66, we need her to be somewhere else. So my thought is whatever we have our next um, story arc in between this one and that one that ties more into the, what's going on in the movie. And then we have the Siege of Mandalore where Rex, who gets past already 66 without without you know turning and ahsoka who survives being away from uh obi-wan and anakin and everybody else when it happens and that explains maybe maybe we see why they survive how they survive and then we also see you know it explains them not being with anakin and obi-wan when the revenge of the sith is happening Mm. okay Mm. i think um if I'm looking at just the next episode, not down the road to the other sure, eight sure. or whatever that are still remaining, I think we, I, I honestly can't remember watching the Bad Batch stuff back in what 2015 when we mm-hmm. saw that. I honestly can't remember it, and I'm pretty sure we were in there. But it's been forever, and I'm old, so I don't remember stuff as well. <laughs> so night of the old republic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like. In order to make these first four somewhat impactful, I think you need to lose Echo somehow. Agreed. Agreed. I, yes. I think it's it's pointless to go, hey, let's go save Echo, and you, you just put him back into the fold. You don't see him in Rebels. We know it's Gregor, uh, Wolf, and Rex who are there. So somewhere, something happens to Echo, and I think for the first four episodes to be meaningful and impactful, something has to happen to him. Um, he has to either, I would say, be killed or he, as much as I hate to say it, he takes it on himself to, to end that. Does that make sense? Um, I, I think oh, yeah, okay. he realizes he's too far gone or um, he's seen the effects of this war, not only on him, but his brothers who he's lost through the course of this. And he just cannot get back to that normality. So I think, or maybe he does know that something is planted by the techno union to use him against his brothers. And that's what makes him do it. So I I think that's, it's hard to talk about, but I think to make these first four, first four episodes impactful, that's the direction that you have to go. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, now that once again, you were, you were laying out some thoughts. What if he sacrifices himself? He's just like, dude, I, I'm just over it. Like, I can't, I can't keep up with these guys. I can't do anything. Um, and he just sacrifices himself somehow for the greater good. I don't know. But yeah, we got to lose Echo. I'm not, I'm no person, to, don't take offense. I'm not like mad at Echo. But yeah, for dramatic purpose, I think that uh, something has to, something big has to happen. For show direction. For show direction. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you that this Bad Batch arc went on long enough. Um, I think it it's hard to say without seeing what happens next episode, of course. but. As of right now, it seems like they potentially could have whittled it down to three episodes. And I wouldn't have minded that. But then what do you do with that one left over if it's three, four episode arcs? And, you know, these guys are professionals and they know what they're doing. Sure, sure. But this was my, this was the slowest kind of least exciting episode to me. There wasn't a lot to dig into. There was some cool, you know, shootouts and and Anakin did some really cool Jedi moves. Anakin's the, tight. Yeah. Anakin's great. Droid, but um, it, it wasn't that much to me. I think the next episode, um, we are going to get something happen with, with echo. I think he might die. I think he might get kind of a, kind of a hero's send off though. Uh, oh, that's very yeah. typical of star Wars to go out yeah. like 99 or Kanan or, Obi-Wan or you you're sacrificing yourself for the good of the rest. Um, I, hell Luke did that. Um, it, that's a very star Wars move. And I could see echo doing something like that for a lot of reasons. You know, the techno unions in my head, I'm not whole anymore. I don't know if I right. can go back to that light. Dot, 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 dot. And I love my brothers. They saved me. I'm going to save them. Dot. You know, we're still on Skako. We still, there's still a, a war happening. So I, I think we probably do lose him. Um, I don't know if it is going to play into Order 66 and, and those inhibitor chips and stuff at all. Cause we do know that Rex uh, still needs to find out about that or, or believe in that or, or something. Cause I think he did kind of hear about it from fives, but. Uh, as far as Ahsoka, I think we're actually going to get her in all eight of the last really episodes. Yeah, I think we're going to get... Now, why do you think that? Because I think we're going to get four episodes of her um, finding herself in the lower the the lower levels oh, of Oh, that's Coruscant. right. No, I forgot we, about that arc. Gotten, okay. I forgot about that arc, yep. Story art for that, too. So Very cool. I think we're going to get her running around kind of basically in the slums. Finding out how the other half lives, being away from the Jedi, not having any lightsabers, and making her way, which is something she's never done before because she was always in the Jedi Order, and she was raised in the temple, basically. Um, So I think we're going to get four episodes of that, her making friends and being on the run and and all that, and then she's going to get the call that they need her for the Siege of Mandalore because Obi-Wan and... Anakin have to go save the chancellor. They can't be in both places at the same time and they trust her. So I think Mm. that we're going to get a whole lot of Ahsoka starting not this Friday, but next. Oh, that's going to make a lot of people very, very happy. Myself Uh, myself included. included. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Uh, That's going to be sweet. But um, 
you know, you know, I mean, I know what you guys know, and so it that's not set in stone. But I think that's what's going to happen. Do do any of you still think that there's a chance for that offshoot episode? That one off, goofy, you know, side tale, side quest, Felony's node for. Um, that's what I'm holding out the most hope for. I'm hoping they can work in like a B or C storyline where maybe we get one of those scenes we've been hoping for. I would love mm. that Cad Bane Boba Fett yes, shootout. Please. I, I really, really would, but I don't know that we'll get a whole episode dedicated to something like that because if they were going to do that, then I think this episode that we just watched probably would have been the one to cut down or cut out. Right. 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 Well, yep. you know, my dude to world build and to lore build, just to have that dent story, mm-hmm. that stupid, ridiculous Boba Fett dent. You know, how do you dent Beskar? Do we know that the Boba Fett helmet is Beskar? I don't know. But if it is, how the hell do you dent it? Cad Bane, he's the guy. I mean, at least that's what you tell me. powerful blasters. I guess so. I don't want to get cooked <laughs> by one of those. Um, all right. So if we were to... Okay, let's play a little fantasy game real quick. If we were to have one character from the Bad Batch as a vintage collection figure and one character from the Bad Batch as a Black Series figure, who would you pick for each? You only get one per each. My Black Series would be Wrecker for sure because I figure he's got to be a little bit bigger, kind of more in line with that heavy Mandalorian figure that came out. That would be my six-inch. And then um, I, I don't know. like. As cool as maybe Hunter would be, Tech, honestly, as like a vintage collection figure with the little flip up thing, (laughs) his accessory pack would be pretty sweet. Yes. As a vintage collection figure, I could see that. The card back with like the little green and red lettering on his screen, I could see that. That's a cool vintage collection figure. I could get behind that. I feel like twenty percent of this show now is just trying to antagonize me and get a reaction. No, 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 no! It's at least thirty oh, percent. Yeah. Either that, a cross, crosshair would be a close second. I still wouldn't do Hunter. Crosshair would be a close second. I think between those two, crosshair would be cool. I, that yeah. it's a tough choice. I I think Wrecker is my definite one hundred percent black series figure. I think an oversized, you know, and and unlike Moloch, I think that Wrecker would probably sell pretty well. Um, but the you can't. I just uh, saw him at Target on clearance, and there's still twelve of them. You know, it's you like can, you you can't find the heavy Mando anywhere. Never, never. Right? You can't find him anywhere. So I think he's a, a. It would be a cool figure to rival that one. I think it'd be pretty sweet. And then uh, for vintage collection, I, I I see what you're saying about tech and for crosshair. Um, I think I personally would want tech. I think they would probably make Hunter as the vintage collection, yeah. but I think. Um, Tech would be the cooler one. Sorry, Kyle. I think uh, he's got the accessories, dude. That's no, what it's all no, about. No, no. I actually think Crosshair would be the cooler one because he also has like sights and cool things he sees through his visor. He's got the sniper rifle that I'm sure there's some name for that I don't know, but I, I think he would have been the cooler one. But you're right. They, what they would do if they did that is Hunter, and he'd have his like total rambo look on the card charlie shane flowing locks oh yeah <laughs> yeah honestly the best thing would be the four pack of black oh, series dude. oh yeah just like the um like all the imperial guards yeah. there yeah 
they're not they wouldn't do a four pack i don't see them doing a four pack in the vintage collection just because there's like as far as vintage collection goes they're solely focused on like those single just the single figures and like the vehicles right but uh you know and they've released that uh cave of evil that three pack because those are very popular the three packs but if you were going to do a four pack black series four pack would be epic yeah, no, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Guys, I have a little bit of information I want to share before we blow this thing and get out of here. I just received an email since we've been on this show, and I have a huge announcement for all of our Star Wars friends that listen to us. We are now the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Ready for this? Uh-huh. We're ranked number 126 on the Apple Podcast chart in France. Ooh, we are <laughs> moving yes. up in the world. An American, an American Star Wars podcast has made it to 126 on the Apple Podcast charts in France. Thank you, bonjour, merci, all merci of our Star beaucoup. Wars friends. I, and now awesome. they're not going to listen to us anymore because you're being racist. <laughs> no, I'm not. Those are every dude. French word I know. <laughs> I uh, I love Montreal. I've spent some time in Montreal. I've, I speak French, uh, sort of. I'm not gonna, I'm not well enough to do the podcast. Um, but uh, heck yeah, man! That's actually that's the awesome. first. That's the first rank that we got on any of the Apple uh, podcast charts. So that's cool. I'll take um, it. You know. All right. Well, thanks, France. Um, so all right, y'all. Um, Anything else you, we want to talk about before we blow this thing and get out of here? No. I, I'm ready. Let's Dead see what comes in. Silence. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. You got a really good feeling about this. And that's our episode on the wings of love, uh, Clone Wars episode X. three. Yeah, or Kyrdex, you know, Uvax, Ewoks, whatever, hang gliders. I don't know. You know what's funny? That Dark Empire, Lando Calrissian, uh, that audio drama. He does say faster than an Ewok glider. He does say that in the in the first yeah real fast. So, uh, <laughs> all right, everyone. If you follow us uh, at SW Friend Show on Twitter, you'll know today, uh, which is what March eighth. I made a post saying, "Hey, no one's claimed their prizes." And we're giving away a Star Wars Friends Host Edition hoodie. We're giving away those premium Star Wars Friends t-shirts that I posted on our SW Friends Show Twitter yesterday. Uh, And a lot of people want one. Clearly, there was a a lot of uh, connection on that post. So we will definitely put up a Shopify store here soon so you can get your hands on some Star Wars Friends merch. But we we drew some new winners because we didn't have people claim on the last episode. You got to listen to win this custom merch. You snooze, you lose. That's right, baby. So here we go. The the host premium edition Star Wars Friends hoodie is going to go to at Celebrating SW. So if you are at Celebrating SW, hit us up, DM us on Twitter and claim that hoodie, baby. I want to send it out to celebrate. you. That's right. So now our runners up are our next four prize winners. Uh, we have Jabby1874. Jabby1874. Then we have at I need a bubble. So at I need a bubble. It doesn't Sean, need a bubble. Hit us up, baby. 
Then we have at Galandro1. So that's at Galandro1. Yancey, I believe is the name. And then uh, last but not least, it's at jcali 6 So Jay, send us a DM. Hit us up. Let's get you some Star Wars Friends swag. All you got to do is just say, hey, I heard my name on the Star Wars Friends show. And we will send you some Star Wars Friends merch. We want to get it to you. We want to get it to somebody. I mean, let's go, baby. Um, so at, at, at Celebrating SW, at Jabby1874, at I Need a Bubble, at Galandro1, at It's Cali 6 Hit us up. We want to send you merch. And you will literally, you are so special. You will literally be the first person besides Chris to have one of these shirts. We don't even have them yet. So well, Justin, get on this. Justin's going to wear how hard I try. Justin's getting Yeah, because Justin's so smart. He's getting them this week. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see yeah, him in Justin's person. Justin's the smartest. Justin gets a t shirt. <laughs> Justin is so great. Um, I Justin, will tell you, Justin, um, Justin. If you are interested in getting Star Wars Friends merch, I plan on launching several new designs of really positive. Um, po- positive forward thinking Star Wars designs uh, in the month of March so that Shopify store is going to come out to spread positivity in the Star Wars community you're going to see all this stuff uh, probably mid month and it will be available to purchase ship anywhere in the world we're going to make it all happen All right. last but not least on the contest front we have a new contest y'all all you have to do is just rate and review our show on any podcast app you listen to and I need you to screen cap that review Send it to us at show at starwarsfriends.com. You can tweet at us. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Every single review on our show is an entry. And if you get if you get pulled for this entry on our next show, we're going to send you a Blu-ray copy of The Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to send you a Rise of Skywalker novelization. But you got to do it before our next show drops so we can get you the Amazon Prime deal on that novel so you can get it on the release day. Okay. That's a sweet price. And you know we'd be recording weekly. That's yep. right, baby. It's a weekly a pod. So rate and review us. Send the screenshot in on any of our social media at SW Friends Show or show at Star Wars Friends, and you will be entered. Josh, what you got to shout out? Oh uh, yeah, I, so I, t- I totally had a brain fart and forgot to do this last week. But um, so Tab and I were able to go to C two E two as I talked about, and we were only able to do that because of the kindness of two friends of ours, Gabe and Jamie, who work at Read Pop, the, the convention company that does C two E two and Star Wars Celebration in New York Comic Con. We had a great time, and I just wanted to give them like a public thank you on the podcast. Um, Hell yeah! It's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Cool nice. for them. Thanks, Gabe and Jamie, for sending Josh out there. We got a little couple of Star Wars tidbits from it, so thank you. Nice. Justin, what you got, man? If uh, if anybody has uh, small vendors out there that they want to send us for our upcoming show that we're going to do, we're going to, I mean, pins, apparel, custom figs, patches. helmets, artwork, patches, you name it. If it's a small vendor that provides that kind of stuff that you really, really dig and you want us to feature them on the show, hit us up. We've already mentioned several small vendors since we've started doing this podcast, and we oh, love yeah. sharing that with the people. So if you've got one, let us know. We'll check it out, and then we'll we'll give them some love on the show. Fulcrum done. Tano Alive Pins. Punch yeah. It Chewy Press. BB Create. There's a lot of really good makers out there. Those are just the ones off the top of my head because I repped their pins on my jacket yesterday at Wizard World Cleveland, y'all. So thanks to Rebel Force Radio for sending me out there. I got to meet Emily Swallow. Super cool. Armorer from The Mandalorian. Can't wait to meet meet her again at Celebration. So that'll be cool. Kyle, you got anything you want to shout out before we get out of here? No. 
<laughs> I don't think so. If somebody wants to send me something cool, I will shout you out on any there episode you, go. you want. So there Smart you go. Smart man. Smart man. All right, y'all. Claim those prizes. Keep it clean. Keep it nice. We are growing our Star Wars Friends community online. I just had to boot a sucker for having some uh, harassment issues on there later. That's not part of who we are. We're all inclusive at the Star Wars Friends unless you are hateful. So with that, let's keep it clean. Let's keep it positive. Let's keep growing the Star Wars community. We love sharing it with y'all. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. But as always, may the Force be with you. Always. 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 Right. We say always twice. It's so weird, right? Later, guys. Hit me up on Twitter at KB underscore legend. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Hitting them late, dude. We got 17 seconds. At no one is Chris. (laughs) Battle of Tanab. At I am the Bendu. Oops, sorry. Hey friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you. 